What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Me TV Reviews. I am your host, Mon. Today, we will be discussing Kindred Season 1, Episode 2, titled Sabrina. Y'all, I ain't gonna lie. It's a few parts in this episode that had me so upset. I'm just proud that I am who I am and I come from where I come from, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. The numbers are definitely like soaring through the roof. So I don't know who's listening. I don't know why you're listening, but thank you guys for listening. I definitely do appreciate you guys more than you will ever know. Okay. Um, Shout out to all the new ones and the old listeners, okay? Um, I'm going to go ahead and get this out the way. Share. Share with my peoples. Share with your people. Share with people you love, who you hate. Everybody, okay? Except for your grandparents, especially with this episode, because I don't know where my mouth going to take me, y'all. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode, okay? <laughs> Kevin! Dana? Damn, y'all. She done disappeared into thin air again. And so he goes looking for her, right, and finds her on the floor. And what seems like seconds later, just mere seconds later, y'all, she's back. She wakes up screaming and scratches the crap out of his neck, okay? Like, just clawed the crap out of him. And she now has a new black eye. Ain't that just great? So she says, contrary to what really happened time-wise, she feels like she was gone for at least an hour, so each time these events happen, they seem to get longer and longer. Something's got to give very soon, okay? She don't know what's going on, but something's going to have to be figured out real soon. So he asks her, you know, wouldn't it be a good idea to talk to your aunt because of what's going on and see how it relates to your mom, right? But she thinks that it'll only make the situation worse because Auntie Nisi didn't already, you know, told her that she feels like she's headed down the same direction that her mom was. And so she just, she just don't want to hear Nisi mouth, basically. That's all it is. So just then, the doorbell rings, right? It's one of her concerned neighbors. I put that in quotations, y'all. So we'll just call them concerned neighbors for now. Because that's the nicest way that I can describe them, okay? Again, wondering if they had seen her cat. Okay, remember, this is the, the lady that came over the first time with the police officer. Now she's back. So she also peeps the scratch that he's got on his neck because Kevin goes to answer the door. And she was like, okay, well, what about your friend? Like, has she seen my cat? And um, he was like, no, uh-uh. I guess y'all in her own nosy, obnoxious way, like she she may be trying to see if Dana needs to blink twice to see if she needs help, but I highly doubt it. I just feel like she's just being super nosy, okay? I just, that's all I feel about it. But, um, you know, she was like, well, okay, well, what about Dana? Has she seen my cat? And so she asked for it, but she never comes out to the door. Instead, Dana goes into her closet and sits down and calls her aunt to ask her some questions regarding her mom's mental health all while kevin continues to get interrogated by the concerned neighbor she's asking him you know how do he and dana know each other where he stays just like doing the absolute most right and in the closet niecy is telling dana 
her mom would have these fits of mania and claim to see things towards the end of her life like hallucinations i don't know but nisi says that she said that she saw things so we don't know but obviously this was when she was going back and forth between the times okay and so uh she was like but what's this all about because i'm getting concerned for you you know she then asked uh, Nisi, who was driving the day her mom and dad had that fatal car accident. And she was like, was my mom's body ever recovered? And so Nisi was like, um, no. Mm-mm. And so let Nisi tell it. They just thought that she had um, like tried to swim out of the water or something. I don't know if the car, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I don't know what happened as far as the car accident. I don't know if it the car ran into the lake. I don't know. But it's just weird to me that if y'all didn't ever find the body, like nobody tried to look for it. Nobody ever. Yeah. I don't know how you find one and not the other. Okay. Or even if even if you didn't find one, did you not go look for the other one that was missing? whatever okay back on track so back at the front door concerned neighbor wants to check the backyard for her lost kitty because the old tenant that used to stay there used to feed her cat so sometimes the kitty cat will be double dipping right and so kevin was like um sure whatever have a good night and closes the door on her y'all wait <laughs> what kevin you just gonna let and this ain't even your house. Kevin, you just gonna let the concerned neighbor go around the back and look in the yard all willy-nilly? And you already getting, like, Karen vibes from her? Nah. Ain't no way. That's some other people shit. I don't trust that lady. I don't like that lady. I don't like her. Maybe she'll have some redeeming qualities later, but for right now, I don't like that lady. So, meanwhile... He's walking away to try to go find Dana, y'all. And concerned neighbor is peeking through, like, that little side window that's by the door. Like I said, I don't trust her, y'all. So, Nisi is still on the phone with Dana. And she says that they never found Olivia's body. They just assumed that she tried to swim away. So, I skipped ahead, y'all. I'm sorry. Skip, uh, she, swimmed, she swam away from the vehicle. And like I said earlier, y'all, I'm going to leave it there because that's weird. Like... Y'all didn't even attempt to look for her. Ain't nobody been found floating like Rufus in the water. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not convinced. And nobody even thought to look deeper into it. I, yeah. Anyway. So just then, Kevin cuts the conversation short because he finds her and Dana tries to help him get off the phone, right? Because Nisi is like, who is that in the background? <laughs> and so Dana gets off the phone with her. She tells her that she'll talk to her tomorrow. And um, she tells Kevin that her mother is still alive, though she's not sure of all the details about how the crash actually happened. But anyway, who was that at the door? And he was like, oh, just your nosy-ass neighbor looking for a cat. But she remembers seeing the cat. And Dana even remembers picking it up earlier in the night. And she was like, oh, shoot, the cat must have got trapped in the other world when she got transported back in time. And so, nosy neighbor goes home, catless, right? But her husband is there doing, like, some lunges or something. And she tells him that she swears that something weird is going on at Dana's. 
and tells him the sequence of events while throwing in splotches of exaggeration concerning the blood that she saw on Kevin when she went to go talk to him. So, instead of her leaving this as a private, like a private concern, you know, for her neighbor, just to kind of keep it between them, if she really wanted to help, like that's that's probably what she should have done. Instead, she wanted to be messy and bring other people into whatever is going on or whatever may not be going on. And so, y'all, concerned neighbor post in the neighborhood app if anyone else has noticed anything weird going on at Dana's. I'm done with her, y'all. I don't like her. I just don't. So Kevin is trying to tell Dana that he's slick scared of all these random ass disappearing acts that she's pulling. And she's trying to tell him, you know what, if you if you gotta go, that's okay. It's okay for you to go. But as for me, I have to stay here. I have to figure out what's going on. I have to go back because I need more answers. And so as she's telling him this, y'all, Kevin's phone is dinging, right? And so he looks down because he's got the neighborhood app as well. And he can see what concerned neighbor done put in the chat. So now he's really freaking out because he was like, oh shit, like the neighbors must believe that some some DV action is going on here. If something happens to you, I'm screwed because they know all of my important information, like my name, where I stay. And so he was like, Dana, we got to go. And so he grabs her. So, you know, like she can try to leave with him. But then it starts to happen again, y'all. She starts screaming, and then she blacks out. And as she's blacking out, y'all, her living room is snowing. It's snowing in her living room. (laughs) Kevin finna get caught up in the system, (laughs) y'all. He finna get caught up, Mr. (laughs) Railway. Oh, shoot. So when she goes back in time, this time, y'all, Kevin comes back with her, right? But she don't stay with him for long. She runs off to go save Rufus. And she, she as she runs off, of course, you know, she can't get far, honey, without needing some type of assistance from somebody. And so she calls for Kevin's assistance. And um, when she gets down there, she meets this little boy who says that, you know, Rufus wasn't supposed to be climbing the trees. He was supposed to be watching Rufus to make sure that nothing happened to him, right? Just being his babysitter, basically. And so Kevin finally catches up and she tells Kevin to go with the little boy. His name is Nigel and try to go get some help, right? And that's really smart on on her part because Kevin is white. <laughs> for, y'all that don't, for y'all that don't watch the show, Kevin is white. And so... <laughs> Because of the time period that they're in, we know that this is like the slave era. And so with him going with this little black boy who was supposed to be watching him, like he just don't, she just don't want Nigel to get in trouble. Okay. And so Kevin is like, okay, I'll go with him. But what am I supposed to tell these people? Like, I don't have a story. And she was like, just tell them that we were, that we're travelers. So she stays back with Rufus and, um, they finally go get help. They they arrive at the slave quarters. And by the time they come back, she done splinted up Rufus' leg, courtesy of TV. That's where she learned it from. And maybe a little bit of YouTube. <laughs> 
So they arrived back at the main house. And of course, it come that damn mama who never know. She never knows where her son is, y'all. At any given time doing who knows what. I'm tired of her already, y'all, because as soon as she see him, oh, no, what happened to my baby? What happened, Rufus? And so she making all this fuss. Tom opens the door, looks out, and tells her, why don't you shut the hell up with all that damn hollering? <laughs> but this is before he realizes that something's wrong with Rufus, right? So he come out. <laughs> And he's talking to his right hand. I'm gonna call. Uh, I'm gonna call the black slave, the guy who's always with him. I don't know his name, y'all, and I'm so sorry. Once I figure his name out, then it's gonna stick, okay? But for right now, I'm gonna call him right hand. So right hand, um, because he asked right hand where is Nigel, and um, right hand tells Tom that he he told Nigel to go run and get some woods prepared for the oncoming storm. And he was like, you know what? It's my bad. I told him to go get that wood because, you know, that that meant that Rufus was left alone momentarily. And um, he was like, my bad. Okay. But he tells Tom that he sent for Dr. West to come and have a look at him before the storm, you know, comes and it gets too bad outside. And so Tom tells him to take the beast, referring to Rufus, his son, upstairs to rest so we see what type of dynamic they have y'all i don't like tom neither but i really don't like rufus mama i just don't and so tom was like who are y'all and what's up with the costumes talking about you know dana and kevin's clothes because <laughs> they like in modern day clothes and they got on these uh oh gosh i can't y'all know they got on slaveling clothes. So clothes with ruffles in the middle of the shirt. <laughs> like some equestrian looking clothes that 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 you would see. When, you know how people dress for the equestrian competitions. That's what they got on. So, um, Tom, not Tom. Dana and Kevin informed Tom that they're travelers and that someone stole their clothes, right? So just then, one of Tom's guests comes outside and tells Tom that he's leaving. And so Tom is like, no, stay. You know, like, I wanted to have you for dinner. And he was like, no, your son needs attention. And he was like, okay, well, are you coming back tomorrow for the party? And he was like, yeah, I'll be back, whatever. So that guy ends up leaving. So Tom was trying to talk some business sounds like, okay, so like I said, he invites him to the party tomorrow. But he's pissed because now he got to wait till tomorrow to finish chopping up whatever he's going to chop up business-wise. So he invites Kevin in for some food and some warm clothes while he tells one of the female slaves to take Dana to the to the cookhouse. Um, sir, like, what the hell? I guess this is sign of the times. I'm just, I'm over it, okay? So Kevin starts to get nervous because he's not sure what to tell this dude. Like, if he start, you know, deep diving into his story, right? But Dana encourages him to just play along until they find uh, her mom. So as Dana, Dana's walking with this little girl to the cookhouse, she tries to get some info on her mom, but to no avail, right? So once they end up at the cookhouse, y'all, I think the little girl was deaf because she starts sign, she starts signing to, I believe that's probably her mom or big mama, somebody. It's an older lady. 
And so um, the older lady was like, you know what? I ain't got time for this right now. I'm in the middle of cooking supper. And so whatever you got going on, you're going to have to wait, baby. And that's just that. So <laughs> back at the main house, Kevin is uncomfortably being waited on, okay? Hand and foot when um he hears Tom getting onto his right hand for calling Dr. West. And he was like, you know, he heard him saying, you know, like, how am I supposed to pay for his bill? You know, and so right hand mentions that Mr. West kind of, he he's okay with bartering, okay? That he can take that as a form of payment most times if somebody doesn't have actual money to foot the bill. And so Tom was like, okay, that may be a solution. We'll look into it. So he comes in and is shocked to find that Kevin is actually dressing himself. And he was like, what, my my slave couldn't help you? And so Kevin was like, oh, no, 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 like, I got it. I'm good. <laughs> it's the privilege for me, y'all. I'm over it. <laughs> and so Tom ends up asking Kevin for more details regarding the burglary, right? So Kevin says that it was three people that closed ranks on them. One of them had a pistol and the other two had knives. And so Tom senses that he may be lying based off of his reaction, but he's still going to entertain them for now. So then he brings up Dana and her accent and um, Kevin just explains it away like, okay, she's from up north. That's why she sound like that. And so y'all, Tom got the nerve to say, is that how all the ninjas with the hard ER, I'm not going to say what he said. Is that how all the ninjas talk up north? And Kevin starts to stutter, okay, at this point, because he's not used to just blatant racism like this. And so he was like, I, I, I don't know. That's just how she talked. And she's the only slave that he's ever had because he's still got to play this part until they find Olivia. So Tom wants to offer some advice, seeing as how he's an expert on the matter of maintaining slaves, right? And he tells him that he may want to think about trading Dana for someone that's more docile and quiet because she actually might have been the reason that they was robbed in the first place. Throw his ass away. So apparently Kevin done heard enough. So he tries to excuse himself to go to the restroom room. <laughs> but those weren't a thing just yet. You know, they actually had outhouses that they had to go to to go pee and poop. <laughs> Which apparently they call a privy. I guess, well, I guess it makes sense. You want some private, you know, some private time, some privacy. So you go to the outhouse, close the door, and then you do your thing. I guess. So... Dana is in the cookhouse and she's just observing like the whole depressing scene at the quarters when the right hand comes for her. He tells her that he remembers her, but asks her if Kevin is the devil. <laughs> and so she she was taken aback and she was like, no, no, he's just a friend. <laughs> and she tells him that she needs to get to Olivia ASAP. And he was like, uh, I don't see that happening tonight with the storm coming. I can't afford to lose an animal or get stuck out there. Like, I just can't. Okay. Olivia gonna have to wait. You gonna have to wait. So you ask her what happened between her and a patrolman because he hadn't seen a patrolman since she was last there. And Olivia's all mums the word at this point. And so she was just like, wait, how long has it been since you last saw me? 
And he was like three or four months ago. Kevin comes and requests to have a quick word with her. And he was like, you know what? Never mind the equestrian get up a man, okay? He's nervous about the whole slave master cover, okay? Story that they're trying to upkeep at this point. Because again, he's never been put in this type of situation before. So he doesn't know how to respond. But again, she has to remind him to keep his cool and tells him, you know, that they'll be out of there eventually, but she has no control over when they actually are to leave. And so Kevin gets called back into the house where he meets Dr. West, who seems to currently have a bit of a coughing spell. Y'all, what he got going on? Because that's that's a nagging cough. What he got? Whooping cough? Is that just in babies, y'all? Anyway, he got something going on with this cough. So Dr. West tells Kevin that he needs his help to tend to Rufus, right? So they said that they need to bleed Rufus of some of the bad blood they think that he might have incurred due to him being exposed to the elements, but they're not sure for how long he was exposed. So they, they got to drain him of some blood, right? That's some old hypothetical medical practices, okay? Um, I'm just glad I didn't live in that time period because... They really thought that some of that stuff actually worked, which some of it did, don't get me wrong, okay? But a lot of that stuff is just like, what? Like, it don't even make sense. But I guess it's all trial and error. And so Dana was like listening to them, and she was like, I don't think that's necessary. Now, Dana, my only gripe with you is the fact that you just told Kevin to go with the flow because of the time period. But here you are speaking like you free, 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 okay? We know you're from up north and we know that you're supposedly free, but you speaking way out of turn, okay? Just because you got, you may have it on them papers, which you don't have no papers with you. But even if you did have papers, Honey, you still where you at, okay? They ain't got to buy by that stuff, okay? And so, Dr. West and Tom is looking at her like, who are you? And why are you speaking up and offering your opinion when nobody asks you for it? But Kevin comes to her rescue saying that she was the one that found him and that she's very skilled in healing. And right hand says that she even made a splint for Rufus for his leg. And so, Mr. West, Dr. West was like, she must be one of them root women. And tells Kevin to get Dana in check about speaking out of turn, right? And so, Dr. West says that they're going to end up resetting Rufus's leg. And y'all, once they actually get started, it is complete chaos, okay? Rufus is screaming for Dana. Dana is trying to keep him calm. Meanwhile, Rufus' parents is over there slapping each other because Rufus' mama, I'm just going to call her Rufus' mama. Rufus' mama is in hysterics, honey, and Tom done slapped her to bring, you know, like to calm her down. And she ended up slapping him back because she just so pissed. <laughs> All while this procedure is trying to get started, y'all. And so they ended up forcing something down Rufus' mama's throat to kind of calm her down that is so sad y'all like i don't like her but y'all ain't have to do that lady like that so y'all once they actually get started for real for real with the procedure they end up putting a rag in rufus mouth 
to muffle the screams. It's a whole scene, y'all. I feel so bad for Rufus because he is screaming bloody murder, okay? Meanwhile, Kevin is, like, keeping a watch over Mama Rufus. When she mentions that there was supposed to have a party tomorrow, it was supposed to be a Christmas feast. And now it's ruined because she and Rufus were supposed to be doing some little cute dance together, y'all. Like I said, I'm over her. I don't really care at this point. So Mama Rufus just seems super depressed about life in general, okay? Kevin gets up and I guess maybe tries to tries to cheer up and starts to play the piano. Y'all, I didn't know he could play the piano. I knew he was in the band a little while ago, a few years ago, okay? But I didn't know he could play the piano, and he plays very well. So by the time he starts playing, Rufus stops screaming, which means that he done passed out. (laughs) That is so sad. Y'all, they done worked that man up until he passed out, okay? So Mr. West is done now, but Tom is telling him that he don't have the funds for the procedure, okay? I ain't got it. And so they go, they go talk, okay, and they possibly end up striking this deal about Tom offering up one of his slaves to be Dr. West's guinea pig for experiments, which we're not going to get into that right now. So Rufus comes back pretty quickly from being passed out, and he tells her that he saw, he saw Kevin call her name and drag her through the door as she was screaming. And so she was like, how did you see all of that? How did you know my name? Like, how do you know as much as you do? And he says that he saw the whole thing in his head as he was falling. And so he asks her, are you going to leave me again? And she lies and tells him no. So I guess it's just a comfort thing at this point. So Kevin is still playing on the piano when he sees that Mr. West is taking Sabrina. So apparently they did strike a deal. And Sabrina is the slave that was waiting on him hand and foot earlier. And while she was waiting on him hand and foot, honey, they showed us a shot of her feet, okay? And her feet are heavily, well, bandaged, but the bandages are very raggedy and tattered, okay? So apparently there's something wrong with her feet. Maybe she just didn't have no shoes or maybe her feet got infected. They're super swollen, obviously. So Dr. West is going to take her to be his guinea pig. So. Tom sits down with Kevin and compliments him on his piano playing skills and thanks him for his help with Rufus and offers him a place at the table for dinner that night. So he was like, okay, thank you, whatever. Meanwhile, Dana and Rufus are talking about Tom and his cruel treatment of the slaves because he asked Dana, could she read? And then he was saying, you know, that Tom uh, gives lashes or something like that if they even try to read or look up or... it's a whole ordeal y'all i didn't pay attention to that part um and so he asked dana to read to him but his mama come in and is clearly bothered by the scene okay she might be just a teach jealous (laughs) y'all so when dana starts to read she interrupts okay not once not twice but thrice okay and it's like trivial stuff like just just small stuff she keeps interrupting Dana and I don't know if it's because she don't know how to read like I I don't know okay but whatever it is it done bothered Rufus enough to the point where his little smart ass speak up now and tell his mama don't say nothing mama go away stop bothering me now 
y'all, I don't like Mama Rufus. But at that point in time, I would have snatched him up so quick, y'all. Ain't no way you finna talk to me like that. <laughs> There's no way. And she even tried to, like, excuse why she kept interrupting Dinah to him like he a grown man. No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> Y'all, I bet you Dinah, her head was like, Lord, please, can you please just, like, go ahead and snap me back right now? This is so uncomfortable. Can I please just travel back right now? I'll come back later <laughs> when it's not this tense. <laughs> So Kevin and Tom are talking and he brings up the man that left earlier. And Tom says that that's his neighbor, right? And he tells Kevin that he wants to buy his neighbor's land. So apparently his neighbor's got like a hundred acres of land and he's trying to buy it back from him before he moves to England. And so he was like, you know, I'm trying to strike this deal before he leaves because if I don't, then I'm going to have issues with my other neighbors. But I'm not quite sure why that is, though. But he's going to have issues with his other neighbors, okay? So, apparently, Kevin must have hit a soft spot with Tom when they talk about loved ones that they've lost. Well, not necessarily Kevin, or maybe so, because he's making it up as we go. Like, y'all remember, he's still supposed to be in story mode. But... Apparently, this strikes a nerve with Tom a little bit because he starts to mention his first wife. Her name was Hannah. And the fact that he lost his wife, his father-in-law, and a few servants about 15 years ago when some uh, pandemic broke out. And it basically got, like, their whole crew sick. And all of them just kind of got wiped out. And honestly... He still thinks about it every day. He misses her very deeply. Matter of fact, that piano that he was playing on earlier and that music that he was reading, yep, that was all hers. Mm -hmm. He's still holding on to it. So Kevin is apparently fast becoming Tom's bestie, okay? Because Tom offers him a place to stay for the next few days while he tries to track down these robbers that don't exist. <laughs> Oh, shoot, y'all. This going to get interesting if Tom ever figure out that, the, that these robbers don't exist. But Tom was like, they can't, they couldn't have got that far because, especially with all that stuff that you said that they robbed y'all of, <laughs> this going to get interesting. So Dana is, she don't read to Rufus until he fell asleep, y'all. And just like he said before he dismissed his mama, very rudely earlier he told dana that she was gonna come back at, in a little bit anyway with a big big old slice of cake and just like he said earlier here she come with this big old slice of cake y'all she is pissed that dana done put rufus to sleep y'all that slice of cake was big as hell too i ain't gonna lie like that was a whole cake right there on that plate <laughs> or at least half a cake i'm just saying so Dana tells Kevin um, later on about her conversation with Rufus and she comes to the summation that he's the one that's been bringing her back. And so Kevin was like, okay, well, what's the plan now? Because ain't nobody trying to stay here that long. And she was like, I have no way of knowing how to control this. So that's why I got to get to my mama because she might have a better solution for me to try to get a hold on this thing but 
what about you like how was your day like how are you holding up Kevin and so he tells her about playing the piano earlier to help pass the time because it's something that he used to do when he was a kid just then y'all mama Rufus comes knocking on the door to be nosy and maybe flirt I don't know but definitely be nosy okay um and so she apologizes to Kevin for his, for her behavior earlier and thanks him for being so nice to her and understanding and so she looked at Dinah because Dinah is sitting in the bed and she was like, are you ready to retire? And Dinah was like, oh, no, thank you. I'd rather just stay here. And so she was like, Kevin, I know that she is your slave, but we just insist on her sleeping in the slave quarters. Her room is literally right above your bed, okay? So she's not going to be far. If you need anything, you just ring the bell and I'll go get her personally and bring her back down here to you. And Dana was like, you know what? I'll, I'll be back in a little bit, okay? Just try to stay up. So it couldn't have been me, y'all, because as soon as they leave out of Kevin's room, Mama Rufus tell Dinah, right this way, wench, and clicks her tongue. It couldn't have been me, y'all. It couldn't have been me. I'm t Like, if I live back in the air, like, I know that they were taught to not talk back. I just couldn't, y'all. And if I would have lived back in the time, I just wouldn't have made it that long. <laughs> I don't think I would have made it to see 18 because the way that my mouth is set up and I don't normally advocate for violence, but the tongue clicking is what got me. You, you not finna do that. That <laughs> you're not going to do that to me. And so they make their way through the hallway. She leads her to the slave, um, the slave quarter rooms where they sleep and as soon as she goes in there, she closes the door behind Dana and locks it so she can't get out. So she has to stay up there now. And it's only one other person in the room. And there, it's just like this hard mat and like this one sheet for cover. And it's cold as hell outside. Like the storm is coming. They have like... The slave that's already up there has got like these two candles, but they're barely providing any type of warmth. Like I just... I just couldn't. It's so sad, y'all. I just, I can't. So Kevin is getting ready for bed and he turns on his music and takes a few pictures of the room. Um, And finally, Dana is able to fall asleep. And that's the end of the episode. So of course, the episode is named Sabrina, which we didn't really see her until the middle end. Even in the middle, we only saw her for a few seconds, like in two scenes. And I just know that maybe it was significant because, and I'm pretty sure it's still happening today, but it was a little bit more prevalent back then. They used to use black women as guinea pigs um, for a lot of different experiments, especially when it came to like tolerating pain and, and just seeing what the what the spectrum was for pain for black women um and so maybe that was why they titled the episode sabrina because she was a guinea pig um but yeah that's the end of the episode y'all i didn't like it 
And it's not that I didn't like it because of the context of it. I just, I don't like it because of the era that they're in and how it triggers a lot. Um, And so, yeah, no, I didn't like it, but I I do like the show. (laughs) You guys let me know what you think. You can reach me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. That's all I got for you guys. I love you guys. Please continue to rate and review if you can. Definitely share with your people, everybody except your grandparents, because my mouth is not there just yet. I'm working on it though, y'all. I love y'all and I really do appreciate you guys. Um, So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.